we have a special Sunday, and I'll, I'll get to that in a moment here uh, with Make Your Mark being here. I'm really excited. Uh, they are good friends, and they're doing incredible. They're heroes, and uh, they're going to tell you about a book they wrote. They're going to tell you about opportunities to sponsor kids. I want you to take that seriously and uh, consider that if you're at all able. Uh, we believe in what they're doing, and they're going to tell you all about it, and then I'll come up after that. But to kind of set the table, we've been marching through the Gospel of John together, and we're doing the whole book before Christmas, and taking almost the entire year, 11 months, to walk through the book, because we take God's Word seriously. One of the things that I think to myself is when when we gather and we make an investment financially in this building that we're sitting in, when we make an investment in a ministry like Make Your Mark, when we make an investment in a ministry like Water's Edge Family of Churches that are planting churches around the world, when we make an investment in V3, when we do things like that, which by the way, starting tonight right here, let's go. If you want to come, what time? Seven o'clock, V3's first meeting here tonight. So, very pumped about that. And, uh, yeah, that's awesome. So, when we make investments like that, I, I often think about the why, right? There are so many things that you could be generous with your time, talent, and treasure, right? There's, there's a ton of really good things. So many things that are worthy of the investment. So why, why these kind of investments that we've chosen as a church family? And if you want to hear more about those, there's 13 of you signed up for Growth Track today. There, you can still come, even if you didn't sign up. We'd love to have you. It'll be right after church up here. You can hear more about the people we partner with. But I always think about the why. Why is that? Why do we do this thing? Why do we contribute to these things? You know, it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of money. It takes a lot of sacrifice to build the church around the world. And the passage we were in for today is in John chapter 12. And I just, I just want to read you a couple verses. They aren't going to be on the screen. And uh, if you want to look them up real quick, you can. But I just want to set the table as Trent gets ready to come up and share what they're doing. Because I think we need the Why? We always need the why. We know the what, especially if you've been in church for a long time. But Jesus is in a crowd of people and he's interacting with them. And what we've been looking at through this whole beginning of the Gospel of John, now into the middle of the Gospel of John, is we get to see who Jesus is when he's interacting with people. Zach did a great job last week and Jerome the week before that of looking at some of the things that God's doing. I was struck by verse 35 and 36. Because Jesus looks this crowd in the eye and he really gives them the why. Why bow the knee to Jesus? Why Jesus is Lord? Why? And I want you to read this because there's more going on than you see in the world. We talk about the unseen things. Look at verse 35. Jesus answered the crowd because they're asking, who is this son of man that's going to be lifted up? <laughs> Good question. Who is this Messiah so to be? Jesus answered, the light will be with you only a little longer. Walk while you have light. Why? So that darkness does not overtake you. The one who walks in darkness doesn't know where he's going. While you have the light, believe in the light so that you may become children of the light. Jesus said this, and then there he is, Ninja Jesus is back. And he went away and hid from them. Do you ever just want Jesus to own the moment? <laughs> no, no. While you have the light, walk in the light. So that the darkness does not overtake you. I was sharing with our staff team this morning that I think... More often than I would like to admit, I get overtaken by the darkness. And it's, it's not because the light's not within me that can drive out the darkness, right? I'm sad to report that oftentimes it's because I choose it, right? Because what's the implication? Walk in the light. There's a choice there, right? God didn't create you as a robot. 
You have a choice. We have an opportunity. And so that hit me on an individual level, but it also hits me on a corporate level. What are we doing collectively to shine the light so that the darkness does not overcome people that God loves, right? The Bible says, and we looked at this many weeks ago in John 3, where it says, for God so loved the what? The world. That whoever should come to him, should have eternal life, right? And so that's the why, that's why we do what we do. And what's really cool is while we're doing that right here in Tampa Heights, it's happening all around the world, amen? And so I'm super excited that you guys are here. Trent and Carmen, we've been friends and family and ministry partners for a lot of years now, and we're really proud of you, we're really proud of what God's doing and I get a little behind the scenes, and they're going to share some of that with you today. But I'm really excited. Many of you are new to Redeemer City Church, and you haven't gotten to hear uh, all the amazing thing that God's doing at Make Your Mark over in Ethiopia. And he's really expanding your territory, and we're very excited about that. So Trent and Carmen, why don't you come up so we can lay eyes on you. Bring your family if you want to. I'm going to pray, and then I'm going to turn it over to yep. you, Before okay? You pray, uh, Can they have some volume? On, mic, check. <laughs> there yes. we go. Before First, I want to I present pray. this to you guys, just a gift to the Uh-oh. church. Just so thankful for your partnership of what we're getting to do over in Ethiopia, uh, you know, with the kids and the girls. And it's a gift to Redeemer City, uh, just continue to be the light in the darkness over it. there together for the kingdom of you God. Bet. So we're so thankful for your partnership. Can I open it? Yeah, please open Let's it. Let's go. I mean, what's the present without opening it, right? It's for us. You can fit. I mean, I'm going to hang it in my office, but y'all can. At birthday parties in Ethiopia, the whole time you go, open, open, (laughs) open. You you make them do it. Every gift. Okay, you can say it by him here. You can fit. Can we try that? You can fit. 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 I like this. You can fit. I like this. You can fit. I expect this when I preach next week, okay? You can fit. You can fit. Oh, All right, that is yeah, this beautiful. is uh, of the Calcadon Center. Some of the the mothers with their babies, some of the babies um, that you know. Two years ago, we were just opening, and uh, we'll be awesome. sharing and celebrating more about that today. But thank you guys for your partnership and what we That's get to amazing. do over in Ethiopia. That's amazing. Well, let me pray for you and for what God's doing uh, in Ethiopia, and then we're excited. That didn't work. We're excited to to hear about it. So why don't you just lift a hand towards them and participate with us? As we pray, let's pray. God, thank you so much for friends, for co-laborers, for the opportunity to do life together on opposite sides of the world. God, many of us in this room will never set foot in Ethiopia, but we get to make a difference in the life of those precious faces that we just held up uh, because you gave us the opportunity to be generous. I often think about 2 Corinthians 8 where you tell us that the people in the Macedonian church out of their poverty gave with great sacrifice. God, I want that to be our testimony. And we believe that you can do a whole lot with a willing heart and open hands. And so God, I pray that you just be with the Post family. So many moving parts right now with kids graduating and off at college and so much details of life and i just pray that you would give them wisdom i pray holy spirit that you would fill them with your spirit that as they walk in the light and lead others to the light uh, that the darkness would not overcome their work but god we pray for abundantly more than we could ask or imagine for your glory in the church around the world and we pray this in all god's people said amen Amen. Amen. love you guys good morning church It is so good to be in the house of the Lord. We have been like praising God from 8,000 miles away, watching him do this for you guys. And so what a blessing it is for us to be um, literally in this house of the Lord this morning with you. Before my husband starts talking about ministry, I want to introduce our first ministry to you, and that is our family. So this is my husband, Trent Post. This is our son, Gavin. He is a senior in school 
theory is in fourth grade. Our daughter Kiki, she's in her second year of college. She's having a summer of working, so she's not with us this summer. We're super sad, but we had to make some kind of adult pushing decisions this summer. And then this is my beautiful mother-in-law, Dinah. This is Trent's mom. And so we're just super excited. Also, I want to send our love from all, we have a big kids. We call them big kids in Ethiopia. Um, we fostered over 15 Ethiopian um, teenagers into our family that are now young adults, husbands, wives, parents. And so we want to send our love from them as well. Thanks, babe. Thanks. Uh, yes, it is so good. Yeah. Help your grandmother, son. <laughs> um, yeah, it's so good to be back. I love the church. Man, it reminds me of a little Mint Hill Baptist that we used to go to uh, back in the day. I feel like I should have the permission to kind of run up and down the aisle, right? Yeah, feel free. Um, no, it's good to be back today. Uh, we were here a couple years ago sharing, and before that, uh, today, you know, we just want to come and, and not a presentation, but a celebration. A celebration of what God is doing over in Ethiopia uh, through us, through Redeemer City and Make Your Mark Together. As we say, these are just uh, legal entity names, you know, the church and an organization to really honor the name of Jesus Christ out in the world. And we want to celebrate him and what he's doing through us uh, today. So, as Mitch said, um, you most likely will never set foot on Ethiopian soil. Uh, we would love for you to come. It has the best coffee in the world, right, brother? Uh, and some of the best people and food, in my opinion, uh, but you will most likely never come. Uh, so what I want to do today is try to take you there, try to take you on what we call a visual journey uh, to see the need, to see what God is doing, to see what we've been doing together uh, over in Ethiopia and how we're, we're, we're bringing these kids out of street life, these mothers that are on the streets begging with babies and what God is doing. We want to celebrate that today. Uh, so as we go on this visual journey first, I want us to watch this short little video to show you the need. It's a hard video to watch and really hard to wrestle with that this is actually going on in our world. Um, but it's the places that we are entering together. And so watch this. There should be sound. This is our purpose, is make your mark, to go into the dark places that a lot of people don't want to go into. A lot of people don't even want to think about it, talk about it. A lot of people don't want to even think about how children, 7 years old, 10 years old, 13 years old, are living in the streets, working in the streets. How they're, they're abused verbally, emotionally. They share stories of how people just beat them randomly, how drunk people will pee on them while they're sleeping. And then there's the, the exploitation and the sexual abuse that they go through. It's things that we really don't want to talk about, think about. Uh, but through the grace of God, together, Redeemer City and Make Your Mark is going into these dark places. And, you know, sometimes people wonder, why in that video does the music kind of turn hopeful in this imagery? Because God is in the darkness. Now, don't get me wrong. God is not darkness. For he is light and no darkness can be in him. But he can function in the darkness. You see, darkness can't enter the room in this bright room and make it dark. But light can enter the dark places and bring light and hope. And that is our purpose, to enter these dark places, to bring the light and the hope and the love of Jesus Christ. You know, these kids, as you saw, a couple of them had their hands to their mouth. Well, they were huffing glue. 
and they huff this really strong shoe glue to really, as they say, there's a lot of reasons, but the main thing they say, I just want to forget my life. I just want to forget my circumstance. And so for the last, well, we've lived there 12 years, but as an organization, been established for 10 years, have been entering these dark places, and we've been seeing God do what he does, the miraculous. You know, entering places that you would think that cannot be changed, and he is radically changing these kids' lives and these girls' lives and these mothers' lives, and we want to celebrate that today and help you understand what together we are doing and how we're doing it. The why, you already just saw the why. Now let's see the how and what is being done. You know, and so one of the things that we do is we want to inter- intervene. We want intervention. We want to go into those places. And they're high exploitive places. I mean, these kids get snatched out of these environments. The moms are scared that they'll wake up and their kid's gone. And so we want to intervene and go into those places. And so you can see here the one way we do that is through our joy center. And this is for boys, 7 years old to about 15 years old. Uh, where where our, our workers go out into the streets and meet them right where they're at. You can see up in the top corner there. It's what we call the Jesus model. We, Jesus came from glorious, beautiful heaven down to the streets to meet us right where we are. And that's our model. We go and meet them and just love them right there, as we say, in their home. Unfortunately, that's their home where they're sleeping against that wall. And just begin to love them and get to know them. And then we invite them to the Joy Center. You see KWP. A lot of people call them street kids, which means thief, bad, an addict. But we don't believe that's their identity. We believe that they are kids with purpose. And day one, we begin to help them to understand that they are a child, a kid with purpose. And there's so many activities, I'm not going to get into those today. Uh, But the goal is to help them know who they are. You see the kid in the mirror, and it's about knowing who he is in Christ. And we have this big chant when they come. We'll we'll say, now, are are you a street kid? And they'll go, no. No. So what are you now? A kid with purpose. A what? A kid with purpose. And we just have them chanting because changing that identity of who maybe society or the world says they are, but who Christ sees them as. Um, And so we want to celebrate what God has been doing. One of our goals out of the Joy Center is to find their families and get them back with their family, from street life to family life. First goal is back to their birth family. And so we have reintegration, I think, is up here, uh, where you can see that, Yep, some of the, man, I just love it. I love these pictures. It's such prodigal son returning home to the father, returning home to their mothers. And we help them, and they thrive. And like I said, there's so many things in that. But the goal is to, to help them get back to their family and then help that family keep their child home. Uh, but we want to celebrate. We're all about glory stories, not just all the activities and little things, the glory stories of what God's doing. So this next story is a reintegration story of um, Micchaeus. Um, he came to the center about two years ago. We returned him home. Now, he went to the streets because he said his dad was severely abusive to his mom and, and his family. And he said, I just wanted to go to the streets because I didn't want to see him kill my mom. Well, he came to know the Lord at the center. He went back home, and then God used him to minister to his dad. He got plugged into the local church, was singing in the choir, got baptized by his church, led his dad to Christ. Whew. His dad Stopped using, stopped being abusive. His dad started going to church, and then every time Make Your Mark would go back, like our workers, because we do follow-up and more integrations, he would introduce uh, Yonatan, our worker, as this is Make Your Mark, the people who saved my son and saved my life. And so it's amazing to see how God is taking children. So children in the room, God doesn't care how old you are or any of us in here, whether we're young or old, God doesn't care about age. He just cares about a willingness to be used by him. And then... The next thing is he always had a desire to be in the Army. So after he got settled and was going to school, then he's signed up, and he's defending his country, a country that once, as the government looks at these kids as a nuisance, as a problem, is now protecting and fighting for his country. So God is, we just continue to see God fulfill Corinthians chapter 1, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, that where God chooses the lowly, the despised, the ones who have no value and no purpose, and he raises them up and dumbfounds the wise. And we're going to hear more glory stories this morning of how God's been doing that. Um, some kids can't go home, but we want them to be in family. And so we create these family environments. And right now we have six homes. It's our PLF homes that should be up here. Um, and this is what he's talking about, sponsorship. These, these boys are able to be sponsored. Uh, so we're going to be here afterwards. 
but the goal is to create family environment where these boys can now grow and thrive and go to university or get vocational training, just different pathways. Uh, but the main reason they couldn't return home is due to safety issues on our home assessments. There was abuse, there was exploitation, or they were sold for child labor, different stories. We're not going to return that kid back to that environment. Um, and so, so many activities. I mean, as you can see, it's a home environment. We go out and do, like, um, trips for educational trips, sports. I mean, all of our programs, I don't have to get into activities. We want to see our kids develop in five areas. And so that's physical, emotional, social, educational, and spiritual. So all of our programs, activities are based out of those five points. Glory stories. Uh, so I think that you can see some street pictures of these boys. They came in about seven years ago, eight years ago, um, through the program. And they were all out on the streets together, all four of them. Um, and is it coming up? We're not working. I can keep talking. I like to talk. Yep, there they are. So there's Brahanu in the bottom left corner and Tomeskin and Mikitu and uh, Teraku was out there with them. And so they were out on the streets, uh, something like six years, four years, three years out on the streets. So a long time. It's, it's small children. Uh, but we want to celebrate the glory stories of what God's doing in their life now. Um, these four boys have been completely radically transformed uh, by the Lord. I think if we can get that up. Yep, so there's Teraku. You can see up in the top left corner in the blue, he's high on glue right there. I mean, that's how they came to the center most days, was high on glue. Uh, but through the grace of God and the love of our staff, uh, Teraku today is a worship leader at his church. He's actually a sought-after worship leader uh, in the community at different events. And then you can see Brahanu in the middle. Uh, he had to bend like our worst Mike Tyson. You know, he just fought everybody every day at the center. Um, and then at our 10-year celebration before we came here this year, we had a big celebration, staff, government, people were there. He shared his testimony. And he talked about how on the streets he was one of the biggest drug dealers. Like he was selling things and glue and different stuff to kids and, and you know, he was using too. Uh, but he said, but today I'm still in sales. I'm just selling SIM cards for Safari, Safaricom, which is like T-Mobile or Verizon Wireless over there. Um, and so he has actually moved out into independent living. Six of our boys have come through our homes. They're now living on their own, have jobs, careers, two are in the Army. Uh, those are two different ones. So God is really doing amazing work. And Tomeskin over here, you can see just how he's grown. And then the last one, Mickey too, he's another one of the boys that went to the Army. And uh, it's amazing what God is doing, how he's bringing these kids out of street life, not only just radically transforming them spiritually, but also making them productive citizens in their community, in their country, and then we hope their future families as, 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 as husbands and as dads. So that next one we want to share and celebrate is the Calcadon Center. So two years ago when we were here, we were just talking about how we were opening this, right? And we were really hoping to reach these girls that were out in the streets, these teenagers, that we saw the number growing. And we saw these moms on the streets at the windows of our cars begging more and more and more. And so the Lord uh, gave us provision uh, to be able to accomplish what he was wanting to do when we opened the center. And it's been beautiful to see what God is doing. Uh, GWP, I think we might have brought our shirts maybe, I think, a couple years ago, the purple ones. So girls with purpose. Uh, we believe that they have a, a great purpose in this life. And they're older. They're 16 to 24 years old. So our end goal is not family life because they're older. We want to see them, and it's a longer program. Uh, we want to see them come from street life to strong, independent, empowered woman life, mother of their child. So not all of them have babies. Some of them do. Uh, but up here, um, uh, Mecca up in the corner. She came through our first year. She's now working at one of our small businesses that we have to help employ women, also to try to generate some income for the organization. Uh, she has a daughter, um, and it's amazing to see what God is doing in her life. And she's working and taking care of her kid. Uh, most of the time the girls come, these four in the top right corner are literate because they come from the countryside. They're either sold by a family member to somebody in the city to be a servant at their home. And so that could be around eight years old, nine years old, and so they don't get any education. And then they're around teenagers. They begin to have conflict in that home or they've been abused multiple times in that home. They run away or they're kicked out into the streets. So they're illiterate. It's by the grace of God, and we have amazing staff. I always want to celebrate them, but I don't, it's got to be the Holy Spirit because within three to four months, they have them reading, like basic reading, literacy, writing, doing math. 
And so that's building their confidence, their dignity, and hope for the future. And then you can see in the bottom left corner some of the girls. They get so excited near the end when they finish their emotional and trauma and therapy and healing and then vocational training, skill training. Then they get a job, and then they get a bank account. <laughs> and they just get so excited, and they just hold their little books. And, I mean, it's got like a hundred burn there, so it's like $2, you know. But they are just like, they're like talking about how I'm so rich now. Look at me. You know, I have a bank account. I never thought I'd have a bank account. These simple things that we all just have. You know, my kids have them. They probably don't even know they have them because we've already opened them for them, you know. And it's just these simple things that we're doing in their life to build them up into the future. And then the kids, as I shared, they're really afraid that their kids will be snatched at night. They're scared they'll wake up in the morning and their kid's gone. And they love when the moms share their testimonies, they just love they get to have birthdays. Because they're like, on the streets, we don't get to do this. We don't even know the birthday or recognize that. And you guys recognize this thing. Another thing, another simple thing that we do all the time. Uh, but these moms are just getting experience with their babies for the first time. Speaking of the babies, the next one, I just love them. They're so precious, so beautiful. Uh, and I love it because the moms will share t- testimony about how now their kids' future will be different. And that's what we want to see, generational impact. Our God is a generational God. He talks about blessings upon generation upon generation. And we want to see generational impact into the future. I want you to remember the little guy all the way on the left, Caduce. All right, his little face. Caduce means holy in the Amharic language because uh, there's a testimony of his mom. So I want you to remember him, just a short little thing about her. So the next one is uh, glory stories. We want to celebrate those. Meheret is over here on the left. She came in. Uh, she said, uh, you know, I used to dress like a boy on the street so I could escape abuse. And, and so she also, when she came in, she said, please don't talk to me about God. There is no God. How can there be a God? I mean, with what has been done to me, how can there be a God? And so she didn't want to hear anything about him. But man, once again, by the grace of God and our amazing staff, because we say, we're all about, we're more about love than activities. It's about love, love, love. Our three principles are love, serve, build. We're going to start with love. And through them loving her well, it was about three months in, she gave her life to Christ. She got baptized and began to grow in the Lord. And then fast forward six months after that, she stood on stage at one of our yearly uh, orphan summits that we have over there, promoting local solutions to the Ethiopians in orphan care. And she spoke on that stage with such power with such authority with scripture like after the event the people were like how did how how did she just i've been believing in god like since i was born you know they would say and she was speaking with such power and authority and she's only been believing in god in six months we're like holy spirit you know it's like it's like the apostles they're like how are they speaking with such authority they're just uneducated men but here's the key in that scripture they say but they recognized they'd been hanging out with Jesus. And Mehra had been hanging out with Jesus at the Calcadon Center, and he dumbfound the wise once again, 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Uh, and Gannett, I'll just put it this way, with kids in the room, she used to sell herself out on the streets. And she came in deeply broken, wounded, no confidence. And, and today we just celebrate that she's engaged, uh, she's working. She says she never wants to go back to that life. You can see the transformation we just praise God. Gannett in the Amharic language means heaven. So the Amharic language is beautiful. Names have actual meaning and stuff. They'll say, what's your name mean? I'm like, it's, I think it's Latin or Greek or Dutch. I can't remember. It's Trent. I don't know. <laughs> I think it's something about a mighty rushing river or something, overflowing valley or something. All right. And so then the next one we want to celebrate is the girls who are currently at the center, year two. Um, you can see them they're just falling on their face before the Lord. This is in one of our th- trauma healings that we do. We take them through 10 days of deep trauma healing and recognizing it. It's all Christ-based. It's all about taking their trauma, our trauma, our hurt, our pain, our suffering to the foot of, of Jesus, to the cross. And uh, it's amazing. These three girls just recently while we were here uh, went to get baptized. And we're just celebrating what God is doing in their life. Um, and Melot, who's the one coming out of the water right here, she's Caduce's mother. When she shared her story with me, I was messed up for five days. Five days, I just, my head wasn't right. I mean, the evil that's in this world, the stuff that 
a young mother has to go through on the streets. The most painful part to me was to listen how her first child died because no one would help her. No one would help him. She went to a home. She went to a place begging for help and had to watch her first kid die because people don't value them. Kills me. And that's part of it. I mean, that's very traumatizing. Then there's this other stuff that kept happening to her and compiling and compiling and compiling by the grace of God and Jesus Christ. Um, she talks about her testimony, how she's just so thankful that day when Make Your Mark came, when Hannah and Samari came and reached down to her. Sorry, I'm still messed up by her story. <laughs> um, and now she says, for Caduce, it will be different. It will be different. And we just celebrate that, that it will be different. And that's what we want in our life, right? It will be different because, but God enters into the dark places of her life, into the dark places of our life. God is so good. So good. All right. Um, and then I think we've got, oh, my mind's all messed up now. What's next? Uh, keeping kids home, prevention. <laughs> we want to go to the root of the problem. You know, we want to go to the source and cut it off. And the source is extreme poverty. It's not just economic. It's relational, it's social, it's emotional, it's spiritual poverty. So we want to go to the source and try to keep kids home. Let's stop them from ever entering street life. And so once again, this is another one of our sponsorship programs. It's called Keeping Kids Home. These kids live at home with their families. I think um, one of the things that we do is really try to, as we say, child-centered. You would sponsor the child, and that's educational support, physical support, Spiritual support, um, but we also want to have a family focus. We don't want to work with just the child. We want to see the family growing and, and, and strengthening. So we have um, marriage nights for our married couples. We transform our center into a date night with a tablecloth and candlelight. We had a Muslim family one time say, uh, this is the first time, and they've been married 15 years or so, that we've ever sat down and actually had a meal together. One is because they can't, and their environments, they're so poor. I mean, their homes don't have tables. We're talking about a room from here to about that room and to that little wood thing and a family of five. So there might be a curtain that separates a small bed and then a mattress on the floor and a little light bulb. So it's not like they have the opportunity to do this. So we want to strengthen their family, their marriages. Then also we have small business training, seed money, startup. Last month we gave 42 loans. For, for parents to buy material to start increasing their economic state. Uh, and we've had families graduate, which we celebrate. I think if we got the – this is not working. Or, sorry. Yep. There's date night. You can see them uh, kissing his wife on his head. This is one of our moms that graduated, no longer needing the support of Make Your Mark. You know, that she had gotten to a place. I mean, that's empowerment. That's dignity restored. She went from making – let me just put it uh, – $50 a month to $250 a month, and that's sustainable for a family. Uh, and that's what we want to see, that we are empowering families and keeping kids home. So Glory Stories, Elahim, she entered our program uh, back 10 years ago. And we're so excited to see that she is now a graduate and has a career and a job, and her mom also had the small business training. And they had graduated about a year ago, year and a half ago, from not needing the support of Make Your Mark because her mom was making, uh, had reached an economic state not needing our support. She has a career in accounting, and it's just amazing to see what God has been doing in their life. And she shared uh, at our event also about how much just Make Your Mark had impacted her life, and we celebrate how God impacted her life because through the Muslim families, we really, acts of love, acts of love, acts of love and care, and then point them to this isn't Make Your Mark. This is God who's done this for you. Um, and then I think we have one more glory story. Yep, Bethlehem. Her mom uh, just didn't have the capacity to get small business training. So we're excited that Bethlehem is a graduate accounting, and now she's making enough salary where she can provide and take care of her mom and her family. And so this is the Keeping Kids Home program. So, I mean, that's $50 a month. That's a big impact that you're making in a kid's life, a family's life, uh, for a little amount of money. Uh, we know that there's families in here that sponsor you guys and others that are sponsoring PLF Kids and KKH, and we're so thankful to be participating in these glory stories together. 
It's really amazing what God is doing. I think the next one is it, our beautiful staff. We cannot go without celebrating them. When we say we, it's not Trent and Carmen over here doing all this. Uh, God has blessed, as you said, expanded our territory uh, over the last two and a half years where we went from one center and about 25 staff. Actually, that's when we first opened. We were 10 staff, and Carmen's taking the picture. Um, and so about, th- about three years ago, went from 25 staff, one center, to three rehabilitation centers, six homes, and 56 staff, which is mind-blowing to us that God would take uh, Carmen and I, and a lot of you guys heard our testimony and story before, and go out in the world and do something like this. It's just God. And we celebrate that, and we celebrate that growth, which is actually leading us into the future to think about, okay, now how is Make Your Mark going to continue to do this 25 years, 50 years down the road? So there's big transitions coming up for our family and for Make Your Mark to help Make Your Mark continue to reach these kids in the streets, these mothers in the streets, long into the future. Because unfortunately, we can say we want to eradicate the problem, but we can't because we live in an extremely broken world. And until Jesus returns, we're going to have the poor amongst us. We're going to have kids living in the streets, and we're going to do our best to love and serve those who are there way into the future. So let's celebrate with, with this final photo, uh, video. It's just a little two-minute video. It's not going to hold you long. Um, just to celebrate the lives that are being transformed together through Make Your Mark and Redeemer City for the kingdom of God over in Ethiopia. recognize I need to change that second to the last uh, slide and it needs to say making his mark, making his mark for the last 10 years. Uh, And we are so thankful that together we have gotten to do that, Redeemer City and make your mark for the kingdom of our Lord and our God, Jesus Christ. Um, I think my time is closed up or I can, I got five minutes because I gave you the why, I gave you the what, and I want to give you the how. Because maybe you in the room are wrestling with, how do I get on mission? How do I, with my brokenness, with my story, with all that's going on in my life, how can I, how can I do something for the kingdom of God? Where can I start? So quickly, I want to try to give you that how through Scripture. 
not through me, but through the Word of God, because it is His Word that spoke into my heart years ago that the scales began to fall off, and I began to see who He was as He led a child of violence, my wife at home and growing up in abuse and runaway and group homes and suicide attempts to uh, ex-drug user, drug dealer, ex-convict, you know, and, and how he took all that story. And what we say, God is the best at everything. And God is the best artist, musician, creator. He's also the best recycler. He takes all that pain, all that suffering, all that confusion, all that who am I, and he takes it, if we will let him, and he recycles it and turns it into something beautiful and usable and with purpose for his glory. But how? We find, and I find at least, and I want to encourage you with it in Matthew, just real quick, let's run through this. In Matthew, it's the story of the talents. Many of you know this story. Jesus tells this parable about how the king has left, but he's going to return. And he's telling this parable about who? About himself. And so he's, he's given some guys some talents, three guys some things to go out and do. He, I'm not going to get in that part of the story. But it's when he returns, the king returns, and when Jesus returns, all right, it says, after a long time, this is Matthew 25, 19, 28, after a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. The man who had received five bags of gold brought the other five and the, to his ma- and master, and he said, you entrusted me with five bags of gold. See, I've gained five more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with just a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. The man with two bags of gold also came. Master, he said, you entrusted me with two bags of gold. See, I've gained two more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with just a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Turn the page, and here's the guy we don't want. The third guy. Then the man who had received just one bag of gold. Master, he said, I knew you were a hard man, harvesting where you had not sown and gathered where you had not scattered seed. So I was afraid and went out and hid your gold in the ground. See, here is what belongs to you. His master replied, you wicked, lazy servant. So you knew that I harvest where I had not sown and gathered where I had not scattered seed? Well, then you should have just put the money on deposit with the bankers so that when I returned, I would have received it back with interest. So take that, take the bag of gold from him and give it to the one who has ten bags. First off, I don't want any of my gold taken from me. I want to hold on to that. I don't know if you want it taken. But quickly, I want to get into this about the third guy because I think this is what stops a lot of us from taking that first step, that missional step. Because what did the third guy say? He said what? I was afraid. Man, it's fear a lot of times that gets in the way of us taking that next step. But this is how we do it. we got to step through fear into faith. Trust me, on our faith journey, on our organizational growth journey, there has been fear. Fear always rises its ugly head, its dark head, the darkness of fear, and tries to suppress what God is wanting to do in your life. And there was fear when, when, when I was in prison and are we going to make it through that time as a young married couple and there's divorce papers and there's adultery. There's tons of fear, but just trusting God, stepping through fear into faith. There's fear when God calls us to adopt. And my testimony, I mean, people are like, I had a misdemeanor type charge. They wouldn't let us adopt. I mean, my rap sheet's like three pages long. And the, all the voices of like, you're not going to be able to adopt. They're gonna, and then my, my inner voices, is, the inner voice can be the strongest one, right? And then if Carmen shares her whole story, they're not going to let you adopt. So fear was there, but we had to keep stepping through fear and the faith, and we got to prove to adopt. It's just the glory of God. There was fear to move the family 8,000 miles across the world. There was fears to have our adopted mothers, I mean, our adopted daughter's biological mom start working with us at Make Your Mark. For the last seven years, she's been a social worker. There was always, there's always fear. There's always, so I was afraid. So maybe you're wrestling with that this morning. There is something God is calling you to, and it feels way bigger than you. Well, guess what it is? What we have been able to do is way bigger than anything that my 11th grade dropout, and I still am, praise be to God. No GED, no high school education, because God is so good and so glorious and so amazing that he will take and recycle all that mess up and turn into something beautiful and glorious with purpose for his kingdom. Fear is going to step up. It's going to rise up. 
And you're going to have to step through fear into faith. Not just once, but the rest of your life. On your faith journey, whatever God's calling you to journey, it may start with forgiveness. It may just start with whatever. You know what it is that the Holy Spirit's doing inside of you. By the power and the name of Jesus Christ and his Holy Spirit at work in you, because that's what Jesus is talking about, he's left us something. And it's not just riches and gold. He's left us his spirit. The spirit of the holy, living, powerful, infinite God lives in you as a believer in Christ. And he's going to come back and he's going to say, what would you do with him? What would you do with the Holy Spirit that I, that I left for you? And I can only hope that we get those words that we all want to hear. Good job. Well done. Good and faithful servant. Enter in. Because here's the key, at least in my opinion, to growth. is Just be faithful with the small things. He says it right there. You've been faithful with a few. You've been faithful to forgive. You've been faithful to step out in faith to do what I'm calling you to, even through fear and to faith. And now enter in. I have so much more for you. Because God is the one that increases your territory. Love you guys. Thank you. I went a little bit over time, but I can just hope that the Holy Spirit's blessed you and spoken to you. And I want to pray, too. You prayed over us. Can I pray? And then I'll give it over. All right. Father in heaven, we just praise you and thank you for who you are and for what you're doing in our lives personally, in our families, in our communities, in this place, in this congregation. We praise you. Thank you, Father. And we just ask, and I ask, a blessing over this church, over Mitch, over leadership, over everyone sitting in here and those who were not able to come, that, Holy Spirit, you would bless them and encourage them and use them just for greater purpose each and every day. Holy Spirit, fill this place and just do immeasurably more than we can even ask or imagine. According to your kingdom and your glory, your kingdom come, your will be done in Redeemer City Church as it is in heaven. In Jesus Christ's name I pray, pray by Jesus Christos Sim. Amen. Thank you. Love you, dude. Hey, give him a hand. We're going we're gonna to sing one more song here uh, just as a response to what we saw, a uh, song called Build My Life, and that's what we're, we're after. But, you know, just watching and listening and being reminded of just how awesome God is and what he's doing through your ministry and through those beautiful staff members who, I mean, how cool is that, you know? to build something and then just hand it back to those people and allow them to live with purpose. It's awesome. So good. You know, I was thinking, sitting there, Kim and I were just, we were listening. We were just chatting too. We are multitasking. That's what we do. And uh, just being reminded of when we met you guys. Um, if you're new to Redeemer, you don't know Kim and I's story. So... That strapping young lad in the back there is our oldest child, Malachi. And uh, you'll notice he doesn't exactly look like me. Um, Though if I was darker skin, I think we'd be close. But uh, we were in the process of figuring out what adoption looks like. And, you know, what a process. (laughs) If you want to hear more about that, come talk to us. We have a lot to share. But uh, we were sifting through what country, where, when, what age, all the things you go through. And uh, I was on staff at a church in Clearwater at that time. And we had a friend, a mutual friend, who said, hey, I know somebody who lives in Ethiopia and they're going to be here. And that was really the beginning of our friendship. And we got to ask you questions about Ethiopia. We got to ask you all kinds of stuff and fast forward a little bit when we had gone through the process of adopting Malachi we got to go over there and their ministry was just an hour and a half from where Malachi was born and so when we were visiting Malachi for the very first time we also got to visit Make Your Mark and that was eight years ago so that was really early on in and it was just we just immediately knew like these are people that we want to do ministry with we want to do life with And uh, it's really fun to look at all that God's done and just celebrate the amazing work to look at Malachi and how much he's grown and look at your ministry and how much he's they've grown. Uh, Praise God. Praise God. He's done awesome things. Uh, We're living the immeasurably more. 
and uh, we're asking him for even more. Amen. And we get to be a part of that, which is so cool. And uh, wow, I'm just blown away, blown away by God's faithfulness. Uh, there's two ways you can get involved with Make Your Mark. If you want to hear more about their story, they're selling their book back there. Pick one up. Uh, I think I even got to write something in it. So your boy is famous. Awesome. <laughs> My man. Kidding. It's a great book. And uh, I wrote in the front of that book for them that they're heroes of mine. And I stand by every word of that. And what, what they're doing is, is awesome. What God's doing through you is awesome. So pick up the book and uh, it'll, it'll really encourage you. Uh, the story of theirs that Trent's referenced a few times, uh, you can read all about it in that book, and it's it's totally worth your time. Uh, so pick that up. You can also talk to them about sponsorship. You heard that a few times. Uh, if you have the means, which many of us do, Kim and I sponsor a couple kids, and one of them just graduated not too long ago. So that was super awesome. One of them graduated out of that and is on their own, and so we got to re-up and sponsor a new child. And uh, just really, really cool to to be a part of that. And to so we've been there. We've seen it. We are active sponsors. And I want to encourage you to get involved in those tangible ways. And then Trent also challenged you about what you're doing with your hands and feet. What are you doing with your witness and your testimony and the talents that God's given you to invest? And, uh, you know, we've been talking lately about these what we're calling kingdom cards and they're at the back at info central and it's the tangible reminder. It's the, it's the thing you can carry with you to be reminded of what Jesus said in Mark five nineteen. He said, go home to your friends. We're investing in them going home to their friends. But the reality is, is you're called to go home to your friends and your family. And here's what he says, tell them not all of your theological prowess. That's not what it says. Here's what it says. It says, go home to your friends and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he's had mercy on you. That's how you share your faith. That's how you bring light into the darkness. And so we want every single person who calls Redeemer City Church home to grab one of those cards and write names down and do the things that God has called us to do. Amen. Come on, why don't you stand and I'll pray and then uh, we'll sing our way out of here for the glory of God. God, thank you so much for your goodness. We pray blessings upon blessings, grace upon grace, over make your mark in what you're doing in Ethiopia. God, I pray for those beautiful faces that we saw pictures of today who will never know, they'll never know us, but what an amazing thing that we get to be a part of together. So God, I pray that you would continue to move on behalf of people that you love on the other side of the world. You are good and you are faithful and you are the very thing that we are building our life on. And so I pray that as we sing, you would be glorified just as we respond to what we've seen that you're doing. We love you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen.